Welcome to this episode of Kicks for Free, in which we discuss all things football. I'm Bhargav Sarma and with me is Timan Sarkar. Messi! Are you doesn't get it, Messi! Ankara Messi, 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 For the second time in three seasons, the Champions League final will see two English teams fight it out for European football's biggest crown. Two years back, Liverpool had defeated Tottenham in the title clash in Madrid. And this time, Manchester City and Chelsea will face off in the biggest game of the season. Uh, on the other hand, Villarreal prevented an all-English final from taking place in the Europa League as well when they knocked out uh, Arsenal in the semis on Thursday. Uh, they set up a final against Manchester United. Uh, again, two years back, Chelsea had beaten Arsenal in the Europa League final in another All-English final. Uh, Thiman, English teams dominating once again in both UEFA competitions. Uh, we will discuss the Champions League in a bit, but let's start with the Europa League first. Uh, I mean, United, of course, had pretty much sealed the tie in the first leg against AS Roma. But Arsenal uh, have failed once again in Europe. Uh, and I don't think it was surprising uh, to most of us, I mean, given the way they performed across both the legs. No, it wasn't. I mean, you know, the performance in the second leg, I thought, kind of summed up their campaign. I mean, they, they went into the game with an away goal. And this was against a team that was that is way behind the leaderboard in La Liga. And the closest they came to scoring was, you know, Aubameyang hitting the framework twice. Mm. Uh, had either of them gone in, the result would have been different and it would have been another All-England, uh, all four teams in the final of Champions mm. League and European uh, Europa League would have been from England. But it would have just papered over their problems. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, I thought, uh, you know, Arteta, I thought he was over-defensive in the first leg. And then he tried to make that up by going out all out on attack. And, you know, Oba was supported by a string of attacking players, including Odegaard. But yeah. they couldn't really trouble uh, Villarreal. I mean, they, they couldn't really, despite having so many attacking players on the pitch. Now, and it, it's, it, it's obvious that, you know, it was obvious that, you know, Emery's team would play with the handbrake on, especially after Chukweze was injured. But yeah. despite that, you know, how much would Arsenal trouble them? And, yeah. you know, they are barely in the top 10 in the Premier League. And that kind of tells you that, you know, Arsenal's owners desire to be among the top European teams through that now still born idea of the Europa, European Super League. 
Hmm. Seems like a delusion. I mean, it is as misplaced to me as you know Mohan Bagan and East Bengal playing the legacy card and continuing to play the legacy card when you know when this entire conversation about you know amalgamating leagues in India happened. I mean, they had very little to offer apart from the fact that they've been around for hundred years. And now you know, I think next season Arteta will be under pressure uh, because it'll be the first time since 1996. the Arsenal will be playing uh, just the domestic season and that just tells you how monumental Arsene Wenger's achievements were you know he he took them continuously to the to the Champions League uh, main rounds you know and and it was something that almost Arsenal took for granted hmm. and the other semi final you know i thought i thought roma's injury problems in the first half of the first leg probably killed the tie and Cavani did the rest and what a play. Oh yeah, I mean he has been brilliant for Man United and especially in the Absolutely. Europa League. Uh but I mean on Thursday United did struggle a bit at around the hour mark when Roma had a few chances. Uh when the score was 2-1 David De Gea made those uh two important saves first he made made that double save uh and right. just a minute later he made another save. Uh, and had one of those uh, chances gone in maybe roma could have uh, pressed united more uh, in the last half an hour mm-hmm. but uh, united managed things well from there i mean uh, cavani got the job done and he i mean he has been fantastic as you said uh, united really haven't had a number 9 uh, of his caliber in recent years i mean lukaku Absolutely. was fantastic but uh, i mean they haven't really had someone of uh with cavani's movement as uh, someone who yeah, and, and such technical ability yeah absolutely. incredible absolutely and uh, it's incredible how he knows where the ball is going to come and ah, yeah. you know fernandez ah. uh, to his credit he can spot those runs so those two hmm. are i think if cavani sticks hmm. around next season those two are going to be extremely important for united again hmm. next hmm. season um now i mean coming back to uh, the europa league i mean united now have the chance to win their first trophy uh in in four years and uh, they will face face a very tricky side of course in Villarreal uh and four years back the last trophy that they won was this uh, tournament uh, <laughs> the Europa League and we remember i mean uh, the narrative then was okay this uh, is when united are back to uh, where they yeah, belong this is the beginning of good things yes, yeah yes. but that didn't happen that turned out mm-hmm. to be a false dawn so even if united win the tournament this season uh, they will have to make sure that there's no room for complacency and they keep strengthening the squad uh, and make sure that they're in the title conversation in the premier league again right. but i mean they are talking about the champions league Uh, two very interesting semi-final clashes uh, that didn't turn out to be as close as, as we expected. Uh, let's start off with the Chelsea Real Madrid game first. Uh, I mean, I felt Chelsea could have won by a few more goals had they taken their chances. It could have been a rout. It yeah. could have been a rout. I mean, and and if there's one thing Thomas Tuchel will be worried about, as you pointed out in an article for the Hindustan Times, mm-hmm. is it is the finishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I mean. you you can get away with that once in a while but uh, mm. it could be a worry mm. but you know what i think in all the money that abramovich is given mm. it is very easy to lose sight of some of the things that chelsea have done right mm. i mean look at mason mount he's been at the club since from from when he was 6 or something mm. so it is not as if you know they're just buying their way to a seat at football's high table mm. now chelsea were the first to realize among the english club that this this 
Super League idea would only end badly. Hmm. And hence they pulled out. They will now have supporters on their board. Hmm. And you know, some years back in, in the first uh, decade of this century, they appointed Michael Emenalo as technical director. Hmm. Emenalo was this behind the scenes guy who, who helmed Chelsea to, to three Premier League titles and the Champions League. And his vision still shapes the club because, you know, I read an article about him in The Guardian and that article said, you know, and I quote, Emenalo transformed the academy, revolutionized the loan program and brought in a great scheme of players. And among mm. those great scheme of players was Kevin De Bruyne, mind you. So, and, mm. and then last January, they appointed Tuchel. This is not the first time that they've changed coaches mid-season. And they usually go well. I mean, remember uh, Abram Grant and Roberto Martinez, for instance. And, and it is going well again. So, yeah, yeah I mean. Mm. Ro- Roberto Di Matteo. And yes, I mean. Smart, yeah, yeah, sorry. Huh. These moves have worked uh, wonders for them. I mean, starting from Abrant, as you said, uh, they reached the final that season, finished second. Uh, they could have won yes. the Premier League, finished second. Yeah, in the yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, Goose Hiddink, he won the FA Cup, uh, could have reached the final, but for a very controversial uh, second leg against Barcelona. Mm. And mm. then, of course, mm. Mateo won the Champions League and the FA Cup. Uh, and yeah. this season, uh, Tuchel has uh, indeed, I mean, transformed this Chelsea side uh, since he has arrived. They are playing with so much confidence, uh, and I'd say that they have been the best team in England since he has arrived. Uh, even Man mm-hmm. City have had a few blips here and there, mm-hmm. but Chelsea mm-hmm. have seemed relentless since uh, Tuchel's arrival. Uh, they have lost a couple of games. Uh, I mean, uh, but look at those two games. The one they lost against West Brom was where. Uh, Thiago has yes, had, had a red card. Yeah, had, yeah. Had a red card, and that uh, second leg uh, against Porto that they lost on the night uh, didn't really matter because they had won the first leg already. Yes. So they went yes. through on aggregate, uh, and uh, you know the two legs against Real Madrid are a good example of how good they are as a team. Uh, you see, hmm. you mentioned Mason Mount, um, and not just Mason Mount, but you see others like uh, Kai Havertz and Timo Werner who weren't really. Uh, playing that well at the beginning of the season. Under Lampard. Under Lampard. Lampard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to be honest, they haven't really scored too many goals under Tuchel either. But they are producing much more now going forward. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. Warner. Uh, I mean, we are really seeing that. Uh, I mean, he can be very effective after. And of course, he has to score, uh, improve his goal count. Uh, but they are doing really well. And defensively as well, they are improving. They are proving to be very tough not to crack. Uh, mm. Real couldn't produce much uh, on Wednesday in the second half when they needed just one goal to level the tie. And they just, right. uh, I mean, with so much experience in that side, they, they couldn't threaten this uh, Chelsea defence. Um, now, of mm. course, uh, questions have to be raised about Real too. Uh, they haven't been very good this season. Very, They haven't been very consistent. Uh, and now they look like uh, it's possible that they may end up uh, going the season trophyless if they don't recover uh, in the league. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and you know what, Vargas, among the things that I've also liked about Tuchel is the mm. way he's used Jorgino. I mean, you see, mm. this was a guy who Sari got over mm. and then he struggled to deal with the pace of the premiership. He didn't have all, all you know, he, he wasn't doing all that well. Mm. And then he was there. But you see, he has now become very influential again mm. after Tuchel took over. Mm. I know. I I think that uh, is also uh, as important uh, as mm. as you know him Tuchel getting Encolo Kante to to sort of you know mm. play like the way he did at Leicester. They used to say that you know 
75% of the uh, earth has water and the rest is covered by angolo county so i but yeah getting back to madrid uh, they did look like a amazing squad uh, mm. and and to me you know the image of uh, sergio ramos on one knee after the second goal really conveyed a lot mm. I mean, ramos and modric are 35 marcelo is 32 but he seems to have been around forever mm. uh, cruz is 31 and though he's in great form this season and the last benzema is 33 and and mm. you know, how much is he going to carry on the team who mm. have not really replaced you can't really replace cristiano ronaldo i get that but yeah. uh, you know it, it it means a lot of pressure on benzema and mm. although he had a great goal in the first leg of the semi final I mean, this it's impossible to expect that he's going to deliver every time in in such high stakes games add to yeah. that there is this problem of gareth bale on loan mm. um no one knows where that is going mm-hmm. uh, and then you know and hazard having suffered one injury after the other i mean i i guess zidane started hazard uh, thinking you know it would rekindle memories of the great games that he played at stamford bridge but mm-hmm. he was as anonymous as ricardi was in the other semi final you know and and real were as outsmarted as psg were by city i thought yeah i mean city were fantastic over both legs and uh, i mean they are always a great side uh, when going forward but uh, this season i think it's all it's been all about their defense uh, they, mm. their success this season has been built on their defense uh, and ruben dias in particular uh, one of the best players in the premier league and mm. i think also in europe this season mm-hmm. uh, and he has been very well supported by john stones who we thought uh, at the beginning of the season that maybe will look uh, look towards moving out of the club because he wasn't right. really uh seen as the first choice by guardiola in the last couple of mm. seasons but he has been able to revive his career uh this season uh and imeric laporte of course he has stepped up whenever needed and their full backs have been incredible uh i mean oh, particularly yeah. because of the fact that in this team they don't just play the role, uh, role of uh, full backs i mean some of them sometimes move into holding midfield sometimes they mm. take the center back roles Uh, then of course they very frequently they are up front supporting the attack uh, and not to mm-hmm. forget their goalkeeper uh, i mean an incredible goalkeeper they have in ederson we discussed about him last week uh, and he set up the first goal against psg on tuesday and again i mean exactly what we discussed the passes he can make with that break uh, uh, opposition lines it just shows how good he is with his feet completely i mean i would go to say that you know he's the best left foot in the premiership uh, you know i mean anybody else you say that about any other goalkeeper it would provoke more than a titter but uh, i suppose it works with ederson you know it it is something that uh, mm. i mean what a left foot this guy has incredible he, he's his past i mean the assist the pre assist they mm. and he keeps doing it all the time so yeah the, you know about city what really really strikes me is the is the different ways in which they can Hmm. I mean they play this fluid formation of four in Europe there's no striker a false nine hmm. days later they start a premiership game with two strikers yeah. Jesus and Aguero hmm. and you know like all of Pep's teams they like having the ball but hmm. as they showed against the, against PSG you know they can hit on the counter as well I mean if PSG hmm. was a team that we knew would hit on the counter they had Mbappe space okay Mbappe didn't play that game but PSG were very I mean difficult on the counter but look at City hmm. they they scored on the counter attack showing that you know what psg can do they can do better 
and you know neymar's reaction to florenzi i think it was you know indicating that he should have been much closer to mares mm. summed up psg's defensive vulnerabilities uh, in 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 manchester and mm. and and like with noyer and lam and i'm naming just two mm. mares is a player who came to city at the top of his game and guardiola has improved him even and and, and you know he's gotten better under guardiola mm. so he too is a great story he grew up in a tough neighborhood in paris and you know few thought he would make it given how frail he was he was technically very able but very weak but look mm-hmm. where he is now i mean possibly the most influential winger in 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 the premier league and possibly in europe i don't know mm-hmm. and you know, of course city were helped by psg's attitude problems and two red cards in two games of yeah. semi final mm-hmm. and this is it tells you of the team that kind of that had that game against that that tie against barcelona all but sealed and then they imploded mm-hmm. it tells you of the team that had that tie against manchester united all sealed and then they imploded yeah. i mean it's it's an attitude thing i mean gana guy and dimaria I mean, dimaria has won champions leagues with uh, he he knows about these things you don't kick a player out uh, mm-hmm. you know while while going for a throw in at mm-hmm. a time when you're chasing the game mm-hmm. i think i think what psg lacked is you know a leader like company or keen Maybe even Fernandinho. I mean, Fernandinho. On the one side, you had Fernandinho telling Zinchenko to calm down, stay focused, and on the other hand, you had Kimpembe and Herrera flying into challenges, one mm. uh, card or a or or a, an expulsion away every time. Mm. And as Mahrez said after the game, PSG lost the lost their nerve and started to kick City. And after that red card, it was comfortable. So mm. you know how many semi-finals would you, would a team come up come out saying it was comfortable uh, after that? Mm-hmm. They PSG looked in disarray, and I think uh, Neymar missed Mbappe. Yeah, I mean, and as you said, temperament was a huge problem in that uh, in both the legs. Yeah, maybe they are not used to losing. I don't know what the situation is, but they this is Probably. not the first time we see, we see this happen to PSG in the Champions League. Yeah, it happens <laughs> almost every season. So right. yeah, it's it's quite surprising actually. I mean, it repeats every season. They suddenly implode after I mean, putting mm. in. very impressive performance suddenly one game they'll just completely implode but uh, i mean another all english final uh, that has uh, two different teams from the ones we saw in 2019 uh, we have seen man city play chelsea under tuchel this season uh, that game uh, i think chelsea managed uh, that game very well in the fa cup semis mm-hmm. and their win of course ended the possibility of uh, city uh, winning the quadruple and uh, this is a chelsea side as i said that is playing with a lot of confidence and even though they head into the final as underdogs i think uh, i mean they know how what it takes to beat, beat city and i'm sure that guardiola will know not to underestimate them absolutely you see i mean okay that fa cup semi is a can be a little misleading because you know manchester city rested a number of players etc yeah, yeah. but they did it and, and and you know to me like you said uh, it is obvious that city go into the to the final as favorites even though they haven't won anything in europe since the 1970 european cup winners cup and mm. they haven't ever played the champions league final mm. but the fact that city go into the game as favorites is something that i think is a good thing for chelsea mm. i mean everybody expects city to win yeah. so so just just like all those years ago when chelsea won the Champions League, and everybody expected Bayern to win, Barcelona to win, and then everybody expected Bayern Munich to win, and and uh, yeah. you know both those games Chelsea came up on on the right side. So hmm. you know Guardiola has shown that you know he is not overthinking things. Finally, in the Champions League, 
and that is put city in a comfortable space they they know what is expected each player knows what they're doing i mean unlike the quarter final single leg quarter final last year where he suddenly started out with uh, a surfeit of defensive players uh, against a team that was struggling in uh, in the french league but mm. but this time it his team is assured his team yeah. is sure but yeah. they'll always have those hibijibis you know before you because this is their first final mm. and guardiola hasn't won hasn't played a champions league final in 10 years Hmm. I mean, it's 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 amazing that you know the, he he the last Champions League final he was part of was in 2011. Yeah. Again, like with like I we discussed earlier in the conversation about Chelsea. I think while money is important, and yes, they have they have a bottomless uh, uh, pool insofar as resources are concerned. I think City is also an example hmm. that you know money is important. Right. Okay. How many teams can buy Ruben Diaz and solve a defensive mm. problem? It is not everything. You know, mm. if City look like a skyscraper casting a shadow on other teams, mm. it is because of a lot of things that they're doing behind the scenes. A lot of people who have they have employed behind the scenes. You know, from Begeristein to the yeah. astrophysicist they hired last month. Yeah. I mean, an astrophysicist. Hello. But <laughs> this is how forward they they they're thinking is. Mm. And then yes. Tuchel has repeatedly lost to Guardiola as Mainz and Dortmund coach, but the equation mm. improved a little. Like we said, you know, in the in the FA Cup semi-final, it mm. was the first time in some seven games that uh, he actually beat Guardiola. Mm. They get along very well, and there, you know, there there's uh, a lot has been said and written and discussed about how they sat at a restaurant discussing football, you know, using salt and pepper shakers. Uh, Hmm. But and apparently they were so they were so engrossed in the discussion that you know the waiters didn't want to disturb them. <laughs> so yes, but you know maybe maybe to the list of Wenger, Ferguson, Mourinho versus everyone else, uh, Klopp, Guardiola. Who knows? We we can possibly add a Guardiola Tuchel uh, as a rivalry that could define a few premiership seasons. See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes dot com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at Dhiman HT and at Bhargav Sharma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into HT Smartcast dot com. 